Hey, just a reminder that friend of the show and sketch card artist Ben Abusada is giving Rebel Base Card listeners 20% off sketch cards in his Etsy store. If you go to Etsy.com slash shop slash KSGeekman and use the code RebelBaseCard, you'll get 20% off of sketch cards. You can find the link in the show notes. All right, let's do the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Bobby Sussman. And I'm Nadia Kovacs. We're the Galaxy Edge Explorers. And you are currently listening to the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Great pull, kid! Forty years after The Empire Strikes Back amazed and inspired fans, the classic toys and vintage cards have found their way into the hands of a new generation of fandom. Collector and Instagrammer Chris, a.k.a. RetroRebel77, has created a unique mashup using Kenner figures to recreate the scenes from the 1980 Topps Empire cards. We would be honored if you would join us in our continuing celebration of 40 years of Empire Strikes Back cards. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. You found something. You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast. What a piece of junk. I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. Just as clumsy as he is stupid. Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting. We need a statement, not a manifesto. We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commence primary ignition. Welcome back, or if this is your first episode, welcome aboard. My name is Greg McLaughlin, and this is the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Good show for you tonight as my guest is Chris, otherwise known as RetroRebel77 on Instagram. And as I was putting together some of the shows for the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, something recently has caught my eye on his page, where he was taking a mashup of the old retro Kenner Star Wars line, along with the Topps cards from that era, specifically the Empire Strikes Back cards. And so in this case, you know, if you are on Instagram or Twitter and you're seeing a lot of the toy photography, uh, there's a lot of great stuff out there and a lot of people are doing amazing work. But I thought it was such a unique mashup of two vintage items uh, that I never would have thought, you know, would have worked together that way. But he's really done some uh, a pretty amazing cards and I, I really wanted to get a chance to talk with him. You know, Chris is a young man that's out of uh, Los Angeles and uh, it was it was really fun to get a chance to talk to him, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you've had a great month in celebrating the anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. Maybe you've seen some figures out there, some toys. Uh, maybe you've posted your own content. Uh, maybe you've had a chance to listen to some of the great podcasts that are out there. They're really too numerous for me to mention, but um, it's been fun. It's been a great month, and I hope you enjoy tonight's episode and my conversation with Chris. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Of the folks that I've talked to regarding the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, you may be in a unique position to tell me something a little different than most of what our uh, previous guests have talked about when they first saw Empire Strikes Back. Can you tell me how old you were and when did you first see The Empire Strikes Back? Oh, wow. That, that's a that's an awesome question. Um I mean, the first time I saw it was probably like four or five. I was freaked out by the Wampa <laughs> and everything like that. And then about the, by the age of six, I should say, me, my cousin, which is actually uh, Dope Weekends, as you mentioned earlier. Okay. We all sat down one night and we watched it. And, you know, we'll have all our, pop, all of our popcorn, 
lights are turned down, like a movie theater. And of course, at the age, at my age, I should say, the TV screen looked like a movie theater screen, which <laughs> is that awe. As soon as I saw the Wampa and like the Hoth cave, I still ran away. I was in the kitchen <laughs> for a good 15 minutes. Of course, I don't do that anymore, but I was like, I was, my cousin was like, come on, you have, even my mom, everyone was like, come on, you have to see it. It's not scary. I'm like, no. But they go, okay, fine. So about 10, I said, this isn't that bad. I don't know what I was scared at. It was one of those where it's like, I think I watched Empire Strikes Back first, then Star Wars. So it was very much like, there's more of this out there. This is the only one. Right. Han isn't permanently stuck in carbonite. Leia and them and uh, Luke are on some sort of ship out in space. And that was mind-blowing, you know? And then going through through the years, you know, you go through all the... Or at least I did. I went through all, like, the conflicts and, like, the junior novels and stuff and all that. It just blew up from there. What was the first movie you saw in the theater? Uh, gosh, let me think. The first one I saw in the theater, Rogue One, actually. Really? Okay, no, I take that back. Actually, I did see... Um, Force Awakens first. Okay. That saw opening day. It was uh, it was crazy. It was so cool. When you saw that, when you saw the Force Awakens in the theater, how far along were you in your fandom? Um, I was pretty deep into the fandom at that point. It was about because basically my entire family is very much either like a collector, like a collector. Or just, like, tell me about this movie. you like, I saw this as a kid, and it was great. You know, in seeing some, like, in some of the videos that you've posted on Instagram, you have a rather large collection, and you do seem to focus on the vintage sets. What is it about the vintage figures and or the vintage movies that kind of hook you? I would have to say, with that, with today's toys, there's that charm of them where they're so detail-oriented. But the vintage Kenner lines from 77 to 85 had such a... Like, they used what they had, and it was like... It, that's what gave them their charm, where it's like... They look like the heroes, but, a, but like at another unique scale. And when did you start trying to put some of these together when did you start really getting into collecting gosh let me think i mean i think we all collect but i think over the years just my collecting have been more defined into star wars what are some of the favorite things that you have that you have either found or you're still trying to chase oh my gosh well one of them has to be my uh Near Mint Boba Fett, the Kenner, the Death Star playset from 1977, and of uh, numbers of other things. Of the vintage collection, where do you where do you think the bulk of your collection lies? In which movie? What do you have more of? At the moment, uh, it's mostly the vintage 1977 premiere collection, like 
1978. For my collection, I have the big head Han and stuff, but I've been fine-tuning those to complete them with the weapons and stuff. But that's what I have the most of, from X-Wing to to the aliens, to the lunch pails, to the speeders, to... I almost have a complete run. Excuse me, the 77. What do you have from Empire? Empire, I must have like 40, 50% of it. And that would be like mostly like the action figures. What play sets from Empire do you have? You know what? I do not have anything from Empire regarding the play sets. Okay. I've not yet gotten the Hoth play sets, which is actually one thing... I guess if you could say that the ship, that the Rebel transport ship is a, mm. is a uh, playset, if you want to regard it as that. But like I have the Wampa and the Tauntaun, one Wampa and two Tauntauns. You know, one for the Wampa to eat, because <laughs> one's wrecked. Well, that one's leg's actually broken off, so so we're, which works perfectly. What are some of the uh, what are, what are some of the standout figures in your opinion in that Empire line? That for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, sticks out for me is the entire uh, bounty hunter, the bounty mm. hunter line from Zuckus, Forlom, IG88, Dengar, um, Bosk, and Boba Fett. And you have the and you have all the bounty hunters, right? Yes, yes, I. I I proudly display them <laughs> on top of an older TV I have. Awesome. Yeah, the, they're great. What I'm curious about is, what did you? When did you first get the idea to start trying to do recreate some of the cards like you have on your Instagram page, where you're doing, you know, you're doing scenes from the cards, but you're using the action figures. You know, it just kind of came up because for me. Some of them just can't be standing there. They have to be in a certain pose or something. So I was like, what if these were, what if Kenner made them and they didn't, and Tops kind of came together and said, let's make these cards, <laughs> you know, with your figures and our, and our borders and our card borders, let's see what we can do. And I, I kind of thought like, if that would have happened, like a what if, and it just kind of went up. And it went from that. What was one of the first ones you did, or what was one of the first ones you tried? And then what were some of the challenges in putting that together? Um, the first one I ever tried was the, um, which I actually posted on my page, is the Princess Leia. Even though it doesn't come up as the first one made in the hashtag, I did the Princess Leia behind the wall with the, with the officer when she's yelling Luke at the trap. That was the first one I made, and then the same night I did what on the Instagram hashtag is the first one I posted. What is it? Kindred Spirits, I believe, with Han and Lando shaking hands. Which that one I had a blast doing because it just came to life. When you start doing this, you know what are some of the things that you know, like you, you is it is it tough posing it? How are you getting the backgrounds for these, and how are you putting these together? For some of them, I use the because like sometimes Darth Vader like for Darth Vader cards, I might use a stormtrooper, the Death Squad commander, and another like Imperial figure, and then the uh, Death Star playset background. One of them. A lot of times, I I use Droid Factory pieces because I have the complete Droid Factory from seventy eight or eighty. 
the funny thing is that whenever I talk about uh, my Droid Factory set or Kenner Cards is, if you go back to my uh, Kenner Cards, which is actually one of my favorites I did, is the uh, Chewbacca with uh, C-3PO ripped apart. Uh, I actually used the all my droids and the entire droid factory. <laughs> so it, it's a crack up because the Ugnaughts had a scrap pile of droid parts, so I just put together a scrap pile of droid parts. And a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes I do uh, forced perspectives with certain things and angles, which work perfectly, which is always fun. It's very much, uh, it reminds me of like what Disney does with some of their attractions. I really like the, there's the one where you have Where's Luke, and this is from the first series of the Empire Strikes Back cards, where you have Chewie, you have Chewie sitting on the Falcon, and then in the background you have, you know, you have different, you know, you have Han, I think you have a couple of Rebel Troopers there, and then you have the X-Wing, and it's a pretty faithful rendition of it, and I think it really, you know, I like the creativity of it, because as you said before, the, the Kenner figures aren't exactly that posable. They're not, you know, they they don't move around. So in some cases you have to get, you know, you're, you know, you have to get a little creative about how you, you know, how you position. And I'm sure it's not easy to keep the figures standing, especially given some of their age. Yeah, very much so. I, I'm fortunate enough to have collected the very, um, almost mint where their legs are very they're, right. they're stiff yeah the so it's like if you want they can lean forward and balance and take the shot and they fall over that, that's the one <laughs> thing that that always makes me laugh it's like it's like um it's like it knows like just stand 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 okay drop <laughs> he finished it yeah that, that one was always i always laugh at that and another one that I thought that is that I really liked, and it was sort of like a, almost like breaking a fourth wall, is you have one where you have the bounty hunters, but they are as a group sort of holding Empire Strikes Back cards with you know cards in the background. It's almost like they're building something. Um, but I do like this. I do like this mashup um, of the, the Kenner and the cards, but it's done. You know, it's kind of done in a little different context. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that one and, and how you thought about putting that one together? No, you know what? That one was like, it was a late, it was a late night and I go, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I forgot a counter card. And I go, and at that point it didn't take off like it did, like it is now. And I go, I need to post something and I, and I, and I want it to be unique. So I go, counter cards, it's, Kenner holding cards so <laughs> so I just got to work on that and posing them all and putting them all out in the right order and and of course the photo that it is that is out there uh posted is of course the um probably the fourth or fifth take of that photo as a lot of photos are you know it's like oh he fell down oh he he like he fell down like right when the photo was taken you know <laughs> So yeah, it was that that one was very very fun and yeah, that one was fun. Another one I thought that's very well done is you have um from the ordeal, so you basically have Han being um tortured uh in Bespin. But in this case you have Han you have the Han figurine, you know, strapped back to 
you know, what looks like some kind of you know, very similar type of contraption. And then but, you, you have a little bit of light that's reflecting off of the face, which I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Uh, the funny thing is the, the ordeal photo shoot I have. It's actually one of my favorite figures, which is right next to me on my uh, nightstand. One of the later, later Hasbro figures of Han being, I don't know if you would say tortured, interrogated, or, or whatever the scene description is. And I go, can I take this out? And Because I remember years prior, I took him out. I was like, okay, this is not a good Han figure out of this chair. So I just strapped him back in, and that was the way he was ever since. I took the photo, and I go, this is great. This is great. <laughs> this is perfect. I'm going to do this. And I have uh, lights that I, uh, some lights I use to put the light to reflect on their face. Right. Um, yeah, it works out as the card looks now. In another one, you have a Darth Vader solo one, and this is also a tricky one as well. This is from the second series, but it's Evil Threatens. And so in this case, you also had to kind of come up with a technique to show a little bit of smoke uh, next to Darth Vader's figure. Um, I'm assuming that's cotton or something along that line. Yes, yeah, uh, that that is cotton that I used. Um, good, good eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually in the in that standard in that format of figure or any figure at that point, uh, if you go back prior to any of my Kenner cards, and when I was just posting in toy photography, uh, I was using what was it compressed air to clean laptops. If you flip it over, it creates a, a cold, but yet smoke, a very satisfying smoke look, which is what I would usually use. But in this standard, uh, it worked perfectly. Uh, the, the cotton worked perfectly, I should say. Another couple instances where you really got, um, you got that to work was you have, um, the use the force Luke card where you have, you know, Luke, um, basically, you know, uh, doing a handstand and with Yoda next to him, but you basically have a little cotton or to uh, mimic the smoke there with a little bit of plant in the background, which I thought was, I thought was really well done. I'm happy everyone's liking these cards this much. I was like, I'm just going to make one. And then I looked through the series. Oh, this one would be nice. And I post that and post that. Um, but going back to, to your question with Luke doing the handstand, that was actually a very difficult one. With the problem solving of figuring out like how to make him do a handstand since there's really no balance anywhere other than his feet. But it was funny because I was thinking, should I turn the photo upside down, have him standing and do something <laughs> upside down? But then that wasn't going to work. So I, I worked through it and figured out a perfect way to do it all. And it came out perfect. The Kenner card standard. The kind of card standard. Well, and I think, you know, the, the nice, the, the thing that I think that makes these very unique in this, in this space is that, you know, while there is a, there's going to be a limit that the Kenner figures themselves, you know, they can only be what they can be, as opposed to where you're seeing, like, if you're looking at, like, Black Series or, you know, Hot Toys, um, where there's a lot more realism, you know, these when you're putting this together, it's like you can take them and then really it's sort of up to the viewer. The viewer kind of takes that last step, but you know, you're getting, you're getting close enough that I think you're showing something that's rather unique in this space. 
And, you know, there's some amazing people doing work out there. But in this case, um, it's a perfect matchup of the of the vintage cards. You know, you have the scenes we have and you have, you know, basically a whole, you know, library of assets to work with, whether it's vehicles, whether it, and, and, and figures and whatnot. And I think it, you know, gives you a lot of room to work with. And then each one, I think, presents itself with a particular problem that you kind of have to solve. And that's probably where the fun of it is, is that, well, let me see if I can take this. All right, what am I going to need? Right, very much. Yeah, you know, I I will say in the next couple of weeks, I will be going back and forth from A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. And uh, one thing that I've been putting off because of the 40th anniversary of Empire, one thing I'm looking forward to, forward to using is the uh, Jabba's uh, playset. That's one that I'm looking forward to doing with uh, the Boosh Guard Leia from Kenner and Jedi Knight Luke and figure out to make a card out of that. It's just been so much fun doing all these and the problem solving is also fun. Uh, but talking about the black series, um, I, my toy photography did start out as black series, which was always like, Oh, this is cool. Cause it looks like they're actually running or this is cool. Cause he can actually put his hand up. But in the Kenner instance, you can't shorten their hand and pull it back. As the like the Leia card I did, uh, one of the what was it, the Han and Leia kissing scene. I was going to ask Falcon. you about that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one was like, what am I going to do? I can't do the the arm because he'll be like four feet back. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm exaggerating, but it's like right. That's what it would have felt like. You know, he's supposed to be close to her and like a romantic scene, and then. I'm going to stay all the way back here with my two-inch arm, you know. Embarrassing, very embarrassing as a Kenner collector. Not embarrassing, but a terrible move. Uh, tip to any Kenner collector listening, <laughs> don't try to repaint your Kenner figures by ripping <laughs> them apart because you will snap the back off if you get too excited. Oh, man. Because I, a convention I go, another convention I go to uh, that makes its way around uh, I bought a Bespin Han for like a dollar. It was a beater, but it was like treasure to me. Like I found it. I felt like Indiana Jones, like Kenner <laughs> Indiana Jones. This is my arc. This is like, I treasured it. And this was before I was collecting Kenner, this strong, or at this volume, I should say. And about two, three months later, I go, I don't like them not painted. So I mix paint. I'm like, I'm ready. And I go to... Uh, YouTube channel goes, here's how you take it apart. You put a paintbrush brush down its neck, you take the head off, and it just like kind of, and I go, okay, here. And it goes, oh. and it cracks. Uh. And I go, yes. And I turn around, the arm goes somewhere in the living room, <laughs> the head goes somewhere else, the leg falls off. I look back, I said, okay, fine. I look back. I still have it, luckily, and the, the Han Solo back is completely ripped or broken, snapped in half. Ugh. So I was super bummed. And actually, I do have a photo I'll send, which is actually it's hilarious. I call it the adventures of Beater Han and Beater Fett, because I have a beat-up Boba Fett, which I love. For those who have seen the Mandalorian toy photography that I did during the Mandalorian season, is that's the Beater Fett I use. That's the Boba Fett I used, funnily enough. But... 
you'll see the Han in the adventures of Peter Fett and Han Solo uh, just sitting there with his head kind of tilted and his arm in his lap, <laughs> which I just found comedic because he was sitting by Jabba. So I'm like, Jabba, really? <laughs> the alternate what could have happened to Han. You know, it's like, you didn't pay me. No, no, no. No, not that dark. I prefer the carbonite. <laughs> no, I just found it comical that he was just like there with his arm in his lap. Like, it got this bad for a Kenner figure, his arm fell off. You know, for me, I was like, I'm just going to do this. I don't know how valuable it is at that point, you know. When someone starts, you know, shooting, you know, pictures of their figures you know, in some sort of pose or so forth, I, I think it really, it must take, the you know, as a collector, it really takes it to a different place where I think you almost kind of have to look at your collection a little differently now because rather than just being a static piece that sits there, you know, now it's something, and then even if you're doing this, you know, here's a great use for beater figs. Where it's like, well, you know, this one that I, 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 it took me a long time to get this one. I don't like taking this out too much. You know, now I can at least, if I have, you know, figures that are maybe in less than prime condition, oh, I can use that as like a stand-in or a double. Or, you know, now I can actually, you can actually, they, they actually, there's a little, it adds another dimension to it is what I'm fumbling for in words-wise. But is that the case with you where it just, it just kind of takes it to another level? Yeah, I was actually going to say that. It does bring another, as you said, there's the figures standing there in their own positions. Because I treat every figure as if they were a sideshow collectible. Like, they need to be in their own little stand with their weapon there. Even if they're Kenner. There has to be a scene going on. <laughs> or that's being like a little line, you know, Disneyland line. Your figures kind of turn into, I guess you could say a paint. Like, a color of a paint. Because you go, well, this red would go nice here. For an artist, that's what they say. But for a photographer who, a toy photographer, you go, well, Chewie would look better there and Luke would look good here. And then once you take it, you build the story that no one's ever seen before, but you created it. Right. And it's almost as if a very fine sewing needle, you like kind of intertwine it into, uh, into the Star Wars universe. Like even if, as they say, not canon, it still creates an adventure that someone did or that a character did in star Wars. Hmm. Like one thing that sticks out in my mind is, um, actually I, I redid him recently named the, um, I call him the deserter. I, I had met very different name, many different names for him. The first one was the remnant trooper, which is funny to me because it's pre Mandalorian. And that's what they call the remnants of the stormtroopers, the remnant troopers. Okay. So I created this backstory of this is years after the Empire fell. What did this stormtrooper do to survive? What's his motive in the sense of like I took all this into into thought and I go, you know, what if I'll make this cape? I was making flags for my for another toy photography and I accidentally made a cape for him and I go, this fits, this is perfect. <laughs> I had these goggles from a Black Series Chewbacca, slapped that on. It was perfect. He stood there for a couple days. Actually, I got to work the same day. I was so excited that I created this character that was mine. 
it wasn't something I bought. I created him. And I went out. I grabbed Han Chewy droids, um, a three-inch, a three-inch hammerhead. Did force perspective on that. Created a bunch of different stuff in probably two hours, and went outside and created the story. I took like five different photos and posted them over a span of like five days. And I was like, "This is great. This is cool," you know. And I go, "People like this as much?" And then it kind of like <laughs> my love for toy photography, not the attention part, but the, but just like the cre- the creativity of it and putting that out there, and sharing it with other people, and kind of putting my own spin or piece of the star wars universe i kind of put it like a puzzle piece kind of like where would this fit does this figure belong here very much in that standard of like what what can i make today you know like with like with the mandalorian now i have so many toy photography that i want to do that i haven't done yet uh that i'm looking forward to doing so and i very much I think that's the, the that's the best part, and I think you really hit on it where, you know, you, you're thinking, what can I add? What kind of stories can I tell? And how can I do it in my own way? And I, I think that's what I love about the Instagram channel you have is that, you know, not only are we seeing your passion for the Kenner figures, but, you know, they're, they're more, like I said, they can be more than just something that stands on a shelf, you know, and... and you can see there's there's a lot of thought going into this, and I just like it as an you know it's one of those where as an older fan you go like wow someone actually appreciates these figs and they're not as fancy as the new ones, and you know like I said it's kind of this mash of you're using something from my childhood and you're do you're taking a whole new spin, and that that's what I really enjoy and appreciate when I see that. You know, whenever I see folks post, you know, the shots of the cards, you know, it, like I said, it kind of brings something back from your childhood. And it really, it's just this amazing match of, you know, these two, you know, two licensees that didn't necessarily play together. But in this case, you go, oh, wow, we're seeing this scene, but we're seeing it in a little different take. And, we're, and more importantly, we're seeing it from your perspective, which I really, which I really enjoy. And it's something we get to do, you know, you know, it's, it's fun to look forward to seeing what's he going to do now. I wouldn't have ever thought that someone could take, you know, the Kenner figures and then mash them into the cards just blows me away. The funniest thing for me is it's kind of like I've gone on a, I don't know if you could say journey or an adventure. I'll say adventure because of Indiana Jones. It's kind of an adventure going through like, I didn't really know I was going to go on in the sense of like, I was putting this out to get it out there, get my creations out there, not for any attention, but just to be like, Hey, check this out. Look what I made. Look, look, look at these photos. And one thing that I, that I think is awesome and means a lot to me is that now with these Kenner cards that I've done, another Instagrammer that I've been talking to, I've actually inspired him to do a Kenner card, but a uh, Black Series version of Star Files. Oh, nice. Which he does a great job on them. I look, I look forward to those, like I'm sure some of you do, my cards, which I always look forward to his cards. And it was funny when he goes, yeah, you, you inspired me to do this. And it's like, I go, I was like, me? You know, <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, are you sure it was me? You know, I, I was, it was an, it's an odd feeling saying that you inspired someone to do something. Yeah, it, it's a, it's an odd feeling and a rewarding feeling because it says, well, I want to do more of these to reach out to more people, to inspire more people, not just for the attention, to really put out like, check this out and hope this, hope it inspires someone to do something cool or yeah, do something cool or take cool photos or maybe even get into Kenner. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have, I have uh, one more question and it, it stems back to uh, some recent posts I've seen. Uh, you have a, you have almost what, what I would almost consider to be a fairly unique TV in your room. And, you know, you post shots of this looks like this old combination TV VHS player. And yes, yes. It, do you have uh, did you, do you have Empire Strikes Back on VHS? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> recently on my uh, live stream for the 40th anniversary, which I put up on my page for people to see uh, on replay, we watched like 20, maybe 30 minutes of it of the of the original before the 2004 version of like the re the revamped uh, visuals. Right. So it's like the fully theatrical. More like the original theatrical. Yeah. The original theatrical yeah. release. So what's it yeah, like it you to seeing, cool. what's it like for you seeing that old VHS tape, uh, uh, seeing the movie in that fashion? It's very interesting. I'm, I mean, I can go different roads. I can go down, but for me, uh, I was raised on the 2004 revamped version. For me, those are the originals in the right. sense of like, it brings back a memory of like seeing the giant Ronto in A New Hope jump and almost smash this guy on Tatooine <laughs> in the sense of like, this is like, it, it was crazy seeing other creatures from another world that you could never think of, which is what everyone thought of Star Wars, of course. It's funny watching Empire Strikes Back, going through and going, you never saw the Wampa? <laughs> you never saw you never saw the outside of Cloud City. You never saw the windows. It was just white walls. It, it, it was just like white, very ornate walls. So it was very interesting to me going backwards. Like, yeah, the 2004 version is great. It's sentimental value to me and very cool to watch because it kind of looks out it gives another perspective of looking out that window and seeing what kind of world it is past the main character's view. But looking at Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, the 1980 version, you go, this is awesome. This is something I've never seen before. It's almost like a new movie. Right. It's like you go, wait, that was there? That, <laughs> like, like who shot first in Star Wars? You know, right. ni uh, 19, yeah, 1977, it was Han shot first. 2004, Greedo shot first, then Han. When I was like 12, I don't know where I was, but I was sitting with the remote, slowing down each take, going like, okay, <laughs> Greedo takes out his gun. And like, it's a three second uh, like crossfire. But then for me, I slowed down to like 25 seconds or so, like three seconds. So it was like, Oh, okay, there he goes, like one second of frame. There he goes. And then he shoots. I'm like, it 
I did it over and over again <laughs> until like a year later. Like, oh yeah, I was, in, I was a researcher. I was like, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> I'm finding something, you know. But yeah, it's very interesting to me that George went in and very carefully, how he very carefully went in and kind of messed with it. I should say I like both versions. It's kind of whichever, whatever I want to watch in the sense of like, like I don't really want to see the outside of Bestman today. I want to see <laughs> what they shot in the original post credit. So I go, huh, I like this a little bit better for myself as a movie lover and I should say a movie enthusiast or how, however, uh, whichever word you want to use. It's very much getting a little off track of uh, Star Wars, but for that time, I loved how the movies were made. They were, they weren't all in front of a green screen. Right. It was like model making and it was like, okay, we need to blow up this Death Star. We're going to build a five mile trench run <laughs> with firecrackers left over from 4th of July shove this into the into this model rig it and just drive by on the camera you know you don't get and it looks so real it looks so satisfying yeah nowadays things are very satisfying groundbreaking like that's that's not really there you know but there's that charm to everything of those older movies that you go you know, ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, you know, they've inspired me to make so many tiny microscopic models that have so much detail. And it's like, I, I love that part of old Hollywood, as that term goes. It's so interesting to me. You know, it's like, this X-Wing looks like it's thousands of miles away, somewhere in another galaxy, flying through space. But really, it's... 30 guys behind a camera, one guy with a rig that's ready to push a button to blow this up behind a blue screen. <laughs> it was like just mind boggling, you know, seeing the Death Star going through that tiny outlet of the Death Star turning out with on that track on the behind the scenes. That was like my first like behind the scenes, like really like, I'm like, people do this? This isn't a real spaceship going through space that they hired? <laughs> you know, like at four or five, I'm like, mind-blowing. You know, it's like, that can't be real. <laughs> you know, this is this, there's really a giant Millennium Falcon. You know, now with Galaxy's Edge, there is. But back then, you're like, you're like, that's not, that's, you, you can't fly that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so awesome to see that old footage and. I can never get enough of it. It's interesting I, that you, you more. yeah, it's interesting that you kind of bring it up where you have, since we have different versions, you know, sometimes I can go back, um, you know, I have the DVDs from about that time from about what the 2004 ish, you know, yeah. five release. Um, you know, the Phantom Menace has the puppet Yoda instead of the later CG Yoda. And sometimes you go, maybe I want to watch that. Or maybe I want to fire up Disney plus where I can see different versions of it. And uh, I want to say some of those older DVDs had theatrical release. And so it's almost like, yeah, what, what uh, flavor of ice cream are we in the mood for today? And that's totally. just, and just what something, just another, another layer that, that uh, Star Wars can give us. 
one one off topic thing that still involves Harrison Ford is it's such an abstract movie. It's great. It's such an amazing movie. Is Blade Runner? Mm. Uh, it's the I think it was nineteen eighty two. Yep. It was a total flop at the movie theater, which of course now since it's such a classic, I don't think of that. But now you're like Harrison Ford's in it. It's an amazing movie already. Indiana Jones and Han Solo becomes this crime fighting detective cop. You know, you go, this is really interesting. And it's like, even that, they use such... Everything you see in that movie is practical. Yeah, everything's practical in that film outside of the flying cars, you know? It's such a great uh, movie, you know? Well, and it goes back to, if you're kind of pulling it back to what you're doing, where a lot of times if you don't have a lot to work with, you have to really get creative in how you're putting things together. And so once again, it becomes a challenge and a problem that, you know, either a filmmaker or someone who's doing, you know, like a model photography has to kind of go, okay, this is what I have. This is what I can work with. And, you know, like I said, it's just fun to kind of solve that problem. And, and sometimes you were like, well, that didn't necessarily turn out how we wanted to, or you go, I can't believe it turned out this way. Um, right. But uh, either way, Chris, where can, if people are wanting to see the Kenner cards and some of the other stuff you're showcasing from your collection, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, retro rebel 77 Kenner live streams. I try to post daily. And of course, Kenner cards, I've shown off my collection in this, not shown off, but presented my collection out there in, it's kind of revealed like there's a, there's a whole other collecting community. Like when I first got out there, I was like, there's really, there's other people out here that are, <laughs> that are doing the same thing. Like one person, one main person that's really inspired me to do, that inspired me to do my toy photography is actually, um, but for any listeners and who are on Instagram, uh, I recommend go, going to check out as well um, uh, Galactic Toy Photography 66. He does great work. He's what inspired me to do my all of my toy photography from the beginning. Uh, yeah, he does marvelous work with his with his uh, Black Series figures. Cool. It's crazy. There's the whole other community, and awesome. it's a it's not even a community. It's a, it's almost a family of just like you like that too. Then you 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 get to be in this club, and we help <laughs> each other out. That's awesome. Well, Chris, um, I really appreciate you for you for giving me a little time tonight and talking to us about, you know, what you were doing with the Kenner cards, and I think it was a nice little way to kind of help me cap the the celebration of the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, and you know, it's fun that 40 years later the movie can still resonate not only with fans, but it can also still stimulate the imagination of folks who are collecting. Uh, who just enjoy, and then who can kind of, like I said, get something new out of something that is as old as it is. I appreciate your time, and uh, and uh, it was it was a pleasure talking to you, Chris. Well, you as well, and thank you for having me on. Uh, it's been lots of fun talking Kenner. I'll probably be getting to work on a Kenner card for the uh, 43rd anniversary of Star Wars tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Once again, my thanks to Chris for being on the program tonight. It was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to him and talk about those Kenner cards. I really suggest you check him out, and I'll make sure to put his Instagram handle in the show notes. And if you have any feedback for tonight's episode, good, bad, or otherwise, 
You can reach out to the program in a number of ways. You can leave a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can also DM me on Instagram, at RebelBaseCard. You can find me on Twitter as well, at RebelBaseCard. You can email the program, greg at rebelbasecard.com. You can also find me on Facebook, same, at RebelBaseCard. You can find the show notes for this and all episodes on the website, rebelbasecard.com. In the Star Wars Card Trader app, you can find me at CornFedTech. If you were a sketch card artist or Star Wars artist or collector, cosplayer, and want to talk about your work, your craft, your passion, drop me a line. Maybe we can work something out. I'd love to get a chance to talk to you. Otherwise, you can help out the program by leaving a comment and a good review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast from. Otherwise, keep those cards out of the hands of the Empire, folks, and I'll talk to you soon. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds, and any other related items, are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.